We all know that Aragorn is Isildur's heir, but there's 38 generations and nearly 3,000 years between them. What happened during that time? Elrond said that Aragorn was, quote, descended through many fathers from Isildur, Elendil's son. He is the chief of the Dunedain in the north, and few are now left of that folk. Today we will explore the tales of Aragorn's forefathers and why the Dunedain have dwindled from the once mighty kingdom of Numenor to a handful of rangers in the north. And keep a sharp ear out for the appearance of the hobbits and the king of the Nazgul, the witch king of Angmar. Welcome! In the Lord of the Rings podcast, we wander the world of J.R.R. Tolkien by exploring the foundational epic stories from the deep past of Middle-earth. If you enjoyed Tolkien's books, or maybe Peter Jackson's movies, or perhaps you're excited for Amazon Studios' new series, The Rings of Power, and you want to dive deeper into the rich world of Middle-earth, then listen and subscribe. Bagovanian, fellow wanderers! What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's check the map. We haven't checked the map in a while, so for our new listeners, these figurative map checks are inspired by the beautiful maps that accompany J.R.R. Tolkien's Lord of the Rings books. When I first read Tolkien's works as a kid, whenever a new land or city was called out in the text, I would leave my finger in my reading spot and scour the map, just so I could deepen the context for the story. We check the map in this podcast with a short synopsis of where we're at in the expansive world of Tolkien's works. If nothing that we're about to cover makes sense, try backing up a couple of episodes and catch back up. We are wandering the Third Age of Middle-earth. In the First Age, the elves waged war against Morgoth to reclaim the precious Silmarils. In the Second Age, the elves fought off Sauron after the Rings of Power were created, but Sauron was able to manipulate mortal men in Numenor to bring about the downfall of that mighty island kingdom. Alindil and his sons, Isildur and Anarion, escaped the downfall of Numenor and established two kingdoms in Middle-earth, Arnor in the north and Gondor in the south. Today we will explore the northern kingdom of Arnor during the Third Age, as told in Appendix A, Annals of the Kings and Rulers, at the end of The Return of the King, and especially we'll be wandering the family history of Aragorn. We can look at the kingdom of Arnor in three major phases. 
1. The main kingdom, as it was led by Elindil, Isildur, and their direct descendants. This period lasts about 860 years. 2. A time of civil war, when Arnor was split into three smaller kingdoms. This period lasts about 1,000 years, ending with the death of King Arvadui, also titled Last King. More on him in a minute. And 3. The time of the chieftains, when after the attacks of the Witch King of Angmar, Alindil's descendants were reduced to a small band of the Dunedain, or wandering rangers, with long shanks and the ability to not be seen if they wish. Yes, I mean Strider. This period lasts about a thousand years, and ends with King Aragorn II. Again, I mean Strider. The North Kingdom of Arnor was established by Elendil when he landed in Middle-earth, due mostly to his friendship with Gil-galad and the elves of Linden, the same Linden that is portrayed in the Rings of Power show. Arnor encompassed, quote, all the lands between the Misty Mountains and the Blue. In the south it was bounded by the Grey Flood and the Glanduin. Yes, that's the Glanduin, from which Elrond pulls Galadriel out of the water after Sauron's mind games in the Rings of Power Season 1, Episode 8. The exception to these borders were the lands of the elves in Lindon and Rivendell, for, quote, In the days of the kings, most of the high elves that still lingered in Middle-earth dwelt in the seaward lands of Lindon. And for the Middle-earth geography expert, you may be asking, does this include the land that would later be the Shire? Yes, although hobbits haven't yet settled there. More on them in a moment. Alindil's reign was short, as he died alongside his friend Gil-galad, sorry, spoiler, fighting against Sauron in Mordor. After his death, Isildur took up the kingship of Arnor, leaving the southern kingdom of Gondor to his nephew. But Isildur was ambushed just two years into that reign, his eldest sons were also killed, and the One Ring was lost. However, Isildur had one remaining son, Valandil, who, quote, was the fourth son of Isildur, born in Imladris. That's Elvish for Rivendell. We know from other sources that an esquire of Isildur had escaped the disaster of the Gladden Fields and brought the royal emblems of Elendil's house to Rivendell, the Shards of Narsil, and the Ring of Badahir, but tragically, not the One Ring. This fourth son became king of Arnor. Most of the story in Appendix A deals with the second period of Arnor's history, which I'm calling a civil war. Here's how that started. Quote, After Elendil and Isildur, there were eight high kings of Arnor. After the eighth king, owing to the dissensions among his sons, their realm was divided into three, Arthedain, Rudwar, and Cardalon. That's a lot of realms to throw at you, so let's recap that. The kingdom of Numenor, after its fall, split into two kingdoms in Middle-earth, Arnor and Gondor. The kingdom of Arnor later split into three smaller kingdoms, with Isildur's descendants ruling Arthedain. So Numenor became Arnor, which became Arthedain. Still with me? Good, because we're about to toss in a fourth kingdom, Angmar. But we'll get to that in a sec. Here's a little on the geography of the three kingdoms. Arthedain was in the northwest, and included the land of the future Shire and the watchtower Amansul, otherwise known as Weathertop. Rudwar was in the northeast, closest to the Misty Mountains, and Cardalan was in the south. Alindil and Isildur's line continued in Arthedain. I won't name them all, but if you listen closely, a pattern emerges in the names of its kings. Argeleb, Arveleg, Arafor, Arvigil, Arafant, Arvedui. I sound like a pirate. Their names were derived from the elvish root Ar, meaning high, noble, or royal. That pattern for the names of the kings of Arthedain will continue all the way down to Aragorn. 
quote, There was often strife between the kingdoms, which hastened the waning of the Dunedain. The chief matter of debate was the possession of the Weather Hills. Arthedain claimed Amonsul, and with that came possession of the Palantir that had been placed there. Now, with this civil war going on in the North Kingdom, and the Southern Kingdom of Gondor still being strong, certain evil influences saw an opportunity to bring about the extinction of Elendil's descendants. So came the rise of the Kingdom of Angmar, which straddled both sides of the northern tip of the Misty Mountains. And that kingdom had gathered, quote, many evil men, and orcs, and other fell creatures. The Lord of Angmar, quote, was known as the Witch King, but it was not known until later that he was indeed the chief of the Ringwraiths. His sole purpose, destroy the remaining Dunedain in Arnor. As Isildur's line dwindled in other kingdoms, Arthedain claimed the kingship of all Arnor. Rudwar resisted and teamed up with Angmar, but Cardelan helped out Arthedain, and for a while those kingdoms were on friendly terms. In the year 1409, Angmar sent forth, quote, a great host that surrounded Weathertop. In this battle, quote, the tower of Amansul was burned and razed. The kingdom of Arthedain retreated, quote, Rudwar was occupied by evil men, and, quote, Cardelan was ravaged. Here's a connection to the Fellowship of the Ring. While Strider, aka Aragorn, is leading the hobbits from Bree to Rivendell, and they pass Weathertop, Aragorn says, quote, The men of the West did not live here, though in their later days they defended the hills for a while against the evil that came out of Angmar. This path was made to serve the forts along the walls. But long before, in the first days of the North Kingdom, they built a great tower on Weathertop, Amansul they called it. It was burned and broken, and nothing remains of it now but a tumbled ring, like a rough crown on the old hill's head. Yet once it was tall and fair. It is told that Elendil stood there, watching for the coming of Gilgalad out of the west, in the days of the last alliance. A handful of Dunedain gathered and rested in an area called Fornost in the north, and in the south in the Barrow Downs. Yes, those Barrow Downs that Frodo and the hobbits get lost in, that was not portrayed in Peter Jackson's movie. The evil forces of Angmar were held back for a while by Elrond, who had brought help from as far away as Lorien. And it's at this time that the Stores fled from their settlements near Rivendell and went further west. Who are the Stores? Let me remind you of this line from the prologue, quote, Before the crossing of the mountains, the hobbits had already become divided into three somewhat different breeds, Harfoots, Stores, and Fallowhides. So, because of the conflict with Angmar, the hobbits fled from the east, and many settled in, you guessed it, the Shire. About 200 years later, a plague came from the south. The remnant of the Dunedain and Cardelan died out, quote, and evil spirits out of Angmar and Rudwar entered into the deserted mounds and dwelt there. These mounds were very ancient, having been raised, quote, in the days of the old world of the first age by the forefathers of the Adain. Many lords and kings of the Dunedain had been buried there. If you are a fan of the movies, but haven't read the books, you are missing out on one of the most chilling horror scenes in The Lord of the Rings. Frodo and his companions get lost in a fog and then are trapped in a mound called a barrow and haunted by a white or ghost. This ghost sings a song, a few lines of which were stolen by Gollum in the movies. Quote, Cold be hand and heart and bone, and cold be sleep under stone. Nevermore to wake on stony bed, never. 
till the sun fails and the moon is dead. In the black wind the stars shall die, and still on gold here let them lie, till the dark lord lifts his hand over dead sea and withered land. In fact, quote, some say that the mound in which the ring-bearer was imprisoned had been the grave of the last prince of Cardillon, who fell in the war of 1409, when the great watchtower of Emmonsul had been besieged and broken down. So the witch-king of Angmar has successfully broken Rudwar and Cardillon, leaving the small remnant of Arthedain as the only descendants of Elendil and Isildur. The last king of Arthedain was Arvedui. He held a rearguard against Agmar, while his people, including his sons, escaped, but he himself was driven north with a few of his guards. He took shelter in the far north with an independent group of men known as the Losoth, or the Snowmen. These people had dwelt in the north since the days of the cold of Morgoth, Middle-earth's first evil lord. And, quote, it is said that they can run on the ice with bones on their feet and have carts without wheels. Apparently, Nori Brandyfoot's father wouldn't find work among these people. Back in the Grey Havens, the elf Círdan the shipwright learned of Arvidui's plight and sent a ship to the icy bay in the north to try to rescue him. The snowmen acquiesced to draw, quote, the king and those that survived of his company over the ice in their sliding carts. There the king met with the elves, but the chief of the snowmen had a warning for King Arvidui, quote, do not mount on this sea monster. Let the seamen bring us food and you may stay here till the witch-king goes home, for in summer his power wanes, but now his breath is deadly, and his cold arm is long. Arvidui isn't called the last king for nothing, though. He didn't heed the snowman's advice, but as payment for his shelter, he took a ring from his finger and gave it to the chief, saying that if he was in need, the king's kin would ransom the ring, quote, with great store of all that you desire. The king boarded the ship, then a great storm pushed it back, quote, and in the night the ice crushed the hole, and the ship foundered. Thus Arvidui was lost, and with him two of the seven Palantiri, including the one that had been placed at Amansul. News of this loss eventually came to the remaining Dunedain, who did indeed ransom the ring from the snowmen. What's so important about this ring? No, it's not a ring of power, but, quote, it was none other than the ring which Felagund of Nargothrond gave to Badahir, and Baron recovered at great peril. Yes, it was the Ring of Badahir, which I've mentioned in a handful of episodes on this show, but that ring goes all the way back to Galadriel's brother Fenrod, who was also named Felagun. Badahir's son, Baron, used the ring to claim Fenrod's help, and they were ensnared together in Sauron's dungeons, where Fenrod died defending Baron from the wolves of Sauron. Listen to episodes 19 through 24 for a refresher on that story. Arvidui was the last king, and with him ended the North Kingdom. But before we get to the aftermath, I need to make a quick note about the hobbits. Quote, the Shire folk survived, though war swept over them, and most of them fled into hiding. To the help of the king they sent some archers who never returned, and others went also to the battle in which Angmar was overthrown. I bet you never considered those humble Shire folk as archers or warriors for kings, but they had it in them. Though we must remember that, quote, at no time had the hobbits of any kind been warlike, and they had never fought among themselves. To replace the king, they chose among them a thane, a tradition that continued even into the days of Bilbo and Frodo. We're not done yet. If you like this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. And remember to subscribe if you haven't already. We'll be right back. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Quote, After Arvadui, the North Kingdom ended, for the Dunedain were now few. Yet the line of the kings was continued by the chieftains of the Dunedain, of whom Aranarth, son of Arvadui, was the first. Aranarth had grown up in Rivendell, and all of the sons of the chieftains after him would also grow up in Rivendell, even Aragorn. Also in Rivendell, the chieftains stored their family heirlooms the Ring of Badahir, the Shards of Narsil, the Star of Alindil, and the Scepter of Anuminius. Let's take a look at each of these heirlooms. We mentioned the Ring of Badahir earlier, so I won't go much further on that. The Shards of Narsil should also be familiar. This is the sword that cut the ring from Sauron's hand. Alindil had borne it into battle, and Isildur had used it to obtain the ring. The Star of Alindil was a single white gem that was bound on the brows of the kings by a silver band instead of a crown. But the chief symbol of royalty in Numenor and in Arnor was a scepter which the king held. Quote, the scepter of Numenor is said to have perished with Ar-Farazon. Remember, he was the last and illegitimate king of Numenor. Listen to episode 38 for his tale. The scepter of Anuminas, mentioned here, was of the lords of Adunie, the western portion of Numenor that remained faithful to the elves and Valar, and from which came Elendil. This scepter, quote, is now perhaps the most ancient work of men's hands preserved in Middle-earth. Among these royal heirlooms, something is missing. We have a ring, a broken sword, a gem, and a scepter. But in return of the king, Aragorn is given a crown. Why is there no crown among the heirlooms kept at Rivendell? Because the crown was derived in the southern kingdom of Gondor, not the northern kingdom of Arnor. Their kingdom having fallen, the Dúnedain, quote, passed into the shadows, and became a secret and wandering people. In time, wolves invaded the lands, and orcs took up strongholds in the Misty Mountains again. The remaining Dúnedain would often ally with Elrond in keeping the orcs at bay, and in one instance, the hobbits even helped, with Bandabrestuk driving out the orcs, inventing the game of golf at the same time. That was the last battle fought within the borders of the Shire, and was a far distant memory in Bilbo's time. However, while the hobbits enjoyed peace in their shire, they were blissfully unaware of the Dúnedain's efforts to protect it. As Strider said to Frodo, quote, I have often kept watch on the borders of the shire in the last few years, when Gandalf was busy elsewhere. He seldom left it unguarded. The Dúnedain dwindled until at last they became, as described in the chapter at the sign of the Prancing Pony in Fellowship, quote, In the wild lands beyond Bree there were mysterious wanderers. The Bree folk called them rangers, and knew nothing of their origin. They were taller and darker than the men of Bree, and were believed to have strange powers of sight and hearing. The sixteenth and last chieftain was none other than Aragorn, son of Arathorn. Quote, it was the pride and wonder of the northern line that, though their power departed and their people dwindled, through all the many generations the succession was unbroken from father to son. Even so, as I said earlier, the Dúnedain became a mysterious and secretive people, 
and so many other peoples throughout Middle-earth assumed that the line of Isildur had been broken, and that no one could rightfully claim to be the king of Arnor or Gondor. Sauron, for one, did not anticipate the heirs of his great foe Elendil ever returning to finish what their forefather started. In Gondor, Denethor the steward also doubted Aragorn's claim to the throne, as he tells Gandalf, quote, With the left hand thou wouldst use me for a little while as a shield against Mordor, and with the right bring up this ranger of the north to supplant me. I will not step down to be the dotard chamberlain of an upstart. Even were his claim proved to me, still he comes but of the line of a sealdor. I will not bow to such a one, last of a ragged house long bereft of lordship and dignity. Well, as you likely know, Denethor did step down, as a manner of speaking, and Aragorn became king of the reunited kingdoms of Arnor and Gondor. And while the long life that was given to Elros and his descendants had diminished somewhat, Aragorn still lived to be 210 years old. And despite Denethor, quote, In Aragorn Elisar, the dignity of the kings of old was renewed. That is the tale of the northern kingdom of Arnor and the lineage of Aragorn. Founded by Elendil after the drowning of Numenor, Arnor fell to civil war and the evil kingdom of Angmar. Its people, the once mighty Dunedain, became mysterious wanderers in the wilds. But you and I know that not all those who wander are lost. Come back next time, where we dive into the southern kingdom of Gondor, its white tree, what befell the descendants of Elendil there, the ending of the line of kings, and the rise of the ringwraiths in Mordor. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. Follow me on Facebook or Instagram at Lore of the Rings Podcast. For feedback on the show, please email me using the link in the show notes. Until next Thursday, remember, not all those who wander are lost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Raise your hand if this has happened to you today. You're in the middle of work, you're knocking things off the to-do list, getting stuff done, and your kid asks you to play. Do you drop everything? Do you ask them to wait a minute? What do you do? If you're like me, you don't always say yes right away. The kid moves on, you get busy, and you forget to circle back around and play. An opportunity to make a memory has been lost, and the dad guilt settles in. Not so anymore. I've developed a simple game that will enable you to take those small moments and have fun. It's called Dad's Adventure Dice Digital Edition. My five-year-old daughter asks me nearly every day, can we do Dad Adventure Dice? What follows are some quick rolls of the dice that lead to a fun activity with an intriguing twist. Within five or ten minutes, we've had a lot of fun, shared a lot of laughter, and made a memory together. Download your own Dad's Adventure Dice today. Visit store.adventures.dad to download yours. That's store.adventure.dad to download Dad's Adventure Dice.